Well, today we celebrate the ascension of the Lord, um, the day that he ascended to the right hand of the Father, as we say in the Creed, um, before next weekend, which is Pentecost. Uh, this is the mystery that leads up to the descent of the Holy Spirit. It's the completion of Jesus' mission on earth. Um, the fruit of his crucifixion, his resurrection, is now being accepted by God in the ascension as he receives the Son at the right hand to send out the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, to inhabit the hearts of all the faithful, to be strengthened in confirmation, the sacraments, and um, to inhabit the, the church as a soul inhabits a body, so that the Holy Spirit, God himself, in Jesus, the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, will inhabit the, the church and organize her mission. That's a key thing to understand. This, the ascension, I think, unfortunately, is often thought of us, if, we're, if we don't think of it carefully, as sort of like Jesus' death, in a way, like he's gone now. Um, those bracelets, WWJD, what would Jesus do? It's like, what would Abraham Lincoln do? What would um, George Washington do? Like, what would any historical figure that we know something about, they recorded their words or their deeds, it, it relegates Jesus to the past. But the ascension is not that. Um, Otherwise, why would he say, he make it so clear that, behold, I am with you even to the end of the age. I'm never leaving. Whatever you do for the least of my brethren, you do for me. This is my body, which will be given up for you. Do this in memory of me. Um, Jesus never left. So let us not think of the ascension as him kind of flying up into the sky and leaving us like, the Bible or something to try to figure out what he wants us to do. The question isn't what would Jesus do, is what is Jesus doing in and through the church? That's why in the last few weeks um, we've heard both at daily mass and Sunday mass, remain in me, remain in my love. You know, you can do nothing apart from me, but if you remain in me, you will bear fruit and fruit that will last. That Jesus is the source of life. He always was. From the very beginning, he was the Logos, the word through whom all things were made, through whom all things were given life. Um, But we had turned away from that life. We had chosen death in sin. And what the mission of Jesus is, is to win us back and to go to the very depths. St. Paul says in the second reading, what does it mean that he ascended, if not that he first descended to hell, to the depths of our sin, to the depths of our death, to the farthest creature the person who had run the farthest from God, he went to go bring him back. And the ascension is, it's us. We're included in that. So not only did he not leave, but we are with him in a way, at the right hand of the Father. Whenever we remain in Jesus, we are with him in heaven because, St. Paul also says, we are citizens of heaven. Heaven is not the sky. It's not clouds way up there that when you die, you finally get to escape this mortal coil and go live in this perfect, fluffy, cloudy heaven. The Jewish understanding of heaven is simply life with God. The heavens is where God dwells, but God is everywhere. And so the kingdom of heaven, as Jesus says, is in your midst. It's in your hearts. It's here breaking through, like light breaks through cracks in a doorway. Like heaven is so near to us. Um, the book of Revelation, John, uh, St. John, when he's on the island of Patmos, has that vision on the Lord's Day. He says, I saw a new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. And he says, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. Certainly, this is not yet all the way heaven. 
But this is where heaven will be, John says. Everything, Jesus says, behold, I make all things new, not I'm making new things. I'm not just going to wipe it all out like in Noah's flood and build it from scratch. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It, it grows slowly, but through the dirt, through the earth, through the nutrients, the substrate of this world, that's where the kingdom is breaking through. And so it takes eyes to see. That's why the, the key um, thing, what Jesus always says is, behold, your faith has saved you. If you can see it, if you can trust that this is the truth, then everything you ask of my Father in heaven will be given to you, he says. And what is the thing, he, when we ask him specifically, Jesus, how are we supposed to pray? You remember what he said. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. You notice that after Jesus rises from the dead, he doesn't really do anything. In the three years of his public ministry, he's very busy. Crowds are all over him, trying to touch the hem of his garment, following after him because he's feeding them with fish and loaves. Um, He's a busy guy. I don't know where he found time to sleep. But after the resurrection, he's pretty chill. Right? We, we don't know much of what he even said to the apostles, the gospel of the 40 days, so to speak, between the resurrection and the ascension. He certainly taught them and visited them and appeared to them, Scripture says. But he's not doing the same kind of miracles and signs and preaching that he did in his public ministry. Why? Because what he's doing is he's saying, my mission is now through you. Even in Mark, he says, um, after he ascended, they went forth and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them. The Lord worked with them. They remained in him. And by remaining in him, they were at the right hand of the Father. Uh, as Leo the Great said in the, in the descent, when, when Christ was incarnate, he never left the side of the Father. And when he rose, when he ascended, he never left the side of the apostles. Now God is all in all and is becoming all in all through our mission. And so this is, the, this is the rub. This is what it looks like, is that nothing that we do is meaningless. Nothing is outside of God's providence. Our mission is Christ's mission and vice versa. I mentioned this book before, but He Leadeth Me by Father Walter Chizek. He was a, um, a priest who went into Soviet Russia in the 1940s and 50s and was imprisoned there and held in solitary confinement and later convicted of being a Vatican spy and sent to the Gulag, um, the Siberian labor camps, and for over a decade worked there and tried to minister secretly as a priest, um, even giving people the spiritual exercises and doing retreats with lay people and other priests who were imprisoned, celebrating masses in secret, hearing confessions, giving final last rites. But most of the time he was just shoveling coal and and laying cinder blocks and building barracks and factories and all the stuff that the Soviet industrial complex was trying to accomplish and using all this slave labor to do. And in this book, he he talks about how he saw everything. He leadeth me. He saw Jesus leading him into every bit of joy and suffering. And whether he was hearing confessions or celebrating mass or shoveling coal for 16 hours a day until his muscles were burning, um, all of that, he said, was somehow participating in the renewal of the cosmos. That I had to make up for what was lacking in the sufferings of Christ. St. Paul says that through my sufferings, uniting my work, my mission, that it was thy will be done, thy kingdom come, on earth as it is in heaven. And nowhere is this more apparent 
than in the Mass. And this is why he must have celebrated Mass and why the Eucharist is the source and summit of the faith is because you cannot see your life in this light. You cannot see heaven breaking through. Heaven, which is total freedom, where nothing is held back from God. Nothing of that reluctance of Adam and Eve is left in us. We completely abandon ourselves to him and give ourselves to him. It's perfect joy because we know nothing is lacking for us. No matter if we're at the height of our, uh, some joyful moment or if we're imprisoned for decades in a, in a prison camp, that we have everything at our disposal. Behold, I am with you even to the end of the age. Everything we need to be fully ourselves, fully joyful, is right here because it's here in the Mass. And notice the words. You know, a lot of these words that you hear every week, you don't necessarily process every time. Like in the preface before the Eucharistic prayer, we, we sing the Holy, 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 the song of the angels and saints in heaven. We say, let our voices join with theirs in one chorus. Here in this Mass, this place is crowded with angels and saints, with Christ in the center, the Lamb seated on the throne, standing as though slain. But that's the mystery of absolutely everything. And what the ascension is, is the angels in the Acts of the Apostles say, why are you looking up into the sky? He'll come to you the same way that he left. Go out and preach the gospel. Go out and bring them all in so that these new heavens, these new earth can be born. This mustard seed can sprout and that the kingdom will be in our midst.